You're listening to the Breaking Through Podcast, showcasing the best new talent hitting the scene. G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through Podcast. This week, very momentous occasion. It's not just me on the mic anymore. The team's growing. And Nell, how are you going? Yeah, good. How are you? This is the first pod you're jumping on. How are you feeling? Uh, A bit nervous, but like very, very stoked to be here. Well, that's good because we do have a guest on today. Mm-hmm. Killer of an artist. Huge. What's her name? This is your pod, mate. What's her name? Yeah, I'm running it. Um, so her name is Eris. You've probably heard of her. If you haven't, here's a little bit of a taste. Eris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me. Now, this pod's been a while in the making. We did come across you because you were one of, well, you're a good friend of a, a couple that's been on the podcast, Ace of Spade, and you shared you shared their pod, which I really liked. But was that kind of your like sneaky way to try and get on the podcast? Is that what you were thinking? It was a little bit, yeah. I mean, um, from the snippet that I heard, I think it was the story about Reese tripping acid before their first show. So good. And I just, oh yeah, I found that hilarious and I, I wanted to share that. And then after I asked Lindsay, I was like, dude, like, do you think I could I could get an interview with the potty? And she was like, yeah, just like message them and see what they say. Really? So, yeah. It's really funny yeah. on that, um, in that podcast. Um they're like my dog was barking in the background in the background because it was still like a bedroom type podcast at that point so I had to go like sort my dog out but like I left the recording going and then I when I was when I was editing the and I was editing the podcast Linz Linz um Linz was like I can't believe you just told him you were tripping on acid on the (laughs) podcast I was like I wish I could put that in but I didn't want to put it on a in anything so I had to leave that one out but still a good story oh so good it was so funny when Brenton first told me that we were interviewing you I you know checked out your Instagram and I was like this girl is so familiar looking like where have I seen her before um on TikTok I actually oh god you came up on my for you page like a couple months ago with a video about an encounter you had with ScoMo on Twitter yep yep oh my gosh tell us about that because that is such a good story Oh God. Okay. So, um, my account actually got banned from this interaction. So I have a new one now. Um, but I, I said in the TikTok, I was like, I can't remember what he did. It was something messed up. And I commented on one of his like tweets. I was like, Oh God, that's really bad. (laughs) I was like, um, if I ever see you in public, I would fucking throat kick you. And then I used the C word and I got a warning from his management. They were like, remove this comment. And I basically just told him to fuck off and then I got banned. (laughs) So yeah, blocked and banned. Yep. Yeah. And do you, is that like a story you tell at parties? Because I feel like that's a bit of a... That's a bit of a flex. Right? Yeah. I I definitely tell that. Uh, Getting blocked from ScoMo. That's so funny. (laughs) Sorry to bring it up on the pod then if if it was not you know, for the public, but I think it's a claim. I think you should run with it. Yeah. Put in the resume. Okay. (laughs) Damn. All right. Cause yeah, I never really told anyone. I just thought it was, I just thought it was like funny, but then, you know, the thing that prompted me was I saw on TikTok, someone was like, do this with a story of who blocked you like a celebrity or high figure. And I was like, oh, I've got one. 
<laughs> oh, so good. I've got a good one. Yeah, like unreal. Let's just talk about this track here. I said I'm slipping down again. Forty feet down and my heart's like thunder. Forty feet down again. And forty feet down. That's forty feet down. Your vocals are insane on that track. Insane. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's incredible. It's got over 10,000 plays and I can, you know, see why. How do you feel about that? It doesn't seem like a real number to me. Like most of the time when I've released singles, the numbers max out at around like 1 to 3K. So seeing it go to 10K was like a trip. I was like, nah, that like... I just, it was crazy to see. Yeah, it's huge. Why do, why do you reckon that this is your most successful track? Um, to be fair, I was contacted by an organisation called Nomadic Sounds. So I paid to have 40 Feet Down submitted to some playlists. But honestly, like even with that happening, I was like, I, I, I still can't believe that that many people listen to it. Like you'd oh. think that they just play over it once and then move on, but it has racked up like 10k so I'm like wow yeah it's It's insane insane. and surely you've got almost 11,000 followers on TikTok do you think that played into the success of that track and your other tracks as well oh I I think so yeah like um I've noticed a lot of the time TikTok doesn't favor creator promotion like in the past I've posted a stupid video and it gets like literally 200k for I'm like why and then I post my music promo and it again maxes out at like 300 views but um recently a couple of my promo vids have been getting over like I want to say five to six k and people are commenting like oh I'm gonna check out your music and stuff so I definitely do want to credit TikTok to some of the the listens because I I remember you posting on your Instagram about like how your TikTok kind of went up and then I watched the TikTok video the one that like blew up and I have no idea who who you like dressed up as. Can you please elaborate? Oh, what? I have no idea. No, no way, dude. Um, you know, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's either Kaneki or Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul. No, what? How do you know? I'm sorry. You don't know Tokyo Ghoul? I don't know. I watch, I watch heaps of anime, but not, not, um, that's not in my shows. And I was just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it looks sick, but, like, I just didn't get it. And I was just, like, it's obviously kicked off for a lot of people. But I also, mm. I, I reckon you kind of advertised your music a bit too quick. I reckon you could I reckon you could have ran with it a lot more. Because what you've just said, how, like, they, um, like, more creatives, they don't really um, show much. So I reckon you could have run that out, like, a lot longer and then um, slowly put in your music. I know, like, getting 200K in a on a video six so like i can definitely see that temptation and it's obviously you know been working i just reckon you could have held back that little bit more like maybe a week or two like month that'd be nice but i can see i can see why it's, it's still working though i actually do have a funny story about that so it was supposed to be a tokyo ghoul like inspired look but this entire fandom from this book series which i had never previously heard of called throne of glass there's a character in that series called Man and Blackbeak, and I kid you not, like hundreds of people were commenting, Manon, oh my god, you look like Manon, can mm. you cosplay as Manon? So I did ring it out, I did ring it out, because I did a full dress up of this character that they were going insane over, 
and like Brazilian Twitter found me and people were making like fan edits and it was insane. So I was like, I, I made a video and I was like, oh, I'm going to do the Manon cosplay. And also I make music. So of course the Manon video went like, it blew up again. So I kind of, um, what's the word? Like incorporated a little bit of music promo into that. So I, I did like music promo man and video, music promo man and video. So the people who were going through my account would have to see the promo if mm. they wanted to see the man and videos. Wow. So yeah. I mean, that's really cool. The book community on TikTok is insane. Like the amount of community they have, I really don't blame you for trying to use your music and incorporate it into that. It's it's not something I knew existed. It's real. Like, yeah, when, when you, I had no idea. When you look at TikTok, like I'm also big on TikTok. Well, no, 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 not me <laughs> personally big on TikTok. I love TikTok as a platform. But like when when your algorithm's pretty set, it's, you know, it's pretty hard to get out of that unless like someone recommends you or you, you go on a rabbit hole down a down a profile and then all that type of stuff. But at yeah. the moment, it's, it's um, I've got to change it because I'm not enjoying it at the moment. I'm still, I'm still going to go through. <laughs> but um, it's interesting that there's so many little groups that, you know, can set off so quickly. I know, it's crazy. And it's huge too. When I found out, I was like, whoa, the book side is like enormous. It's insane. So obviously, moving on, last year, <laughs> COVID, COVID um, was just a huge year for everyone. But you actually released six singles in 2020, which is just an insane number. So, you know, did COVID have a bit of a positive effect on you? Or what, how'd you go about six singles? Well, mental health wise, no, <laughs> did not have a positive effect on me. But the story with the six singles, I rebranded as Eris in 2020. And I also met Reese Evans, who's in Ace of Spade, goes by Endpoint and is my producer as well. Or Interesting. So I'm guessing that's yeah, the connection basically. that how you know Linz and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we all met at uni. Like, ah, but, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. This makes sense. Yeah. So. I I wanted to really kickstart the heiress name and I was like, okay, if I want people to know who I am, I can't just be a face. I have to have something to back it up. So my original plan, I was like, I'm going to release a single every month, which was stupid, but you know, that was the original idea. And then Reese was like, dude. <laughs> so hard. No. <laughs> yeah. mm. He was like, no, dude. Like, we sometimes call the studio the beat sweatshop because we do songs in like eight hours. And he's like, dude, you got to stop. You got to stop sweatshopping me for mm. your for your songs. So we decided to do six. So that's where the six came from. And when you talk about sort of branding yourself and backing yourself up with these singles, each of them has such a different vibe. It's almost like you put on different personas. Cyber bitch, for example. Up in the morgue, cyber bitch with the torch. And I've been looking for more titanium gamma galore. I put your man in the grave. He said, Don't spit on my name. So I just spit in his face and smash. Oh, that. Yep. <laughs> Play that one for the kids, eh? They'll love that one. <laughs> it's such a different Oh, definitely vibe. not. Yeah. How do you sort of go around uh, like these different personas and characters? I feel like, and this is quite specific to all the songs that I released in 2020. Each song is like a different part of my personality made into a character and then made into a song. So the ones that I feel are most specific to the whole persona thing, Cyber Bitch is a very clear persona. I have a persona in Cloud Nine and also a cinematic theme song called Ritual Destruction. And I just feel like 
because all of them are me. Like, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, you're forcing a personality, you're forcing this genre, because I'm not. But every single song that has a persona is a part of me that I have tried to make really vivid through music. So that's where Cyber Bitch comes from. Oh, yeah. Specifically. Such a cool track. Yeah. Also Thank you. just hopped on a track recently with the problematic genius. Uh, it's called Tardos. Yes. I'll just I made I made sure Nell put in that um like t- tiniest bit of the last bit of the hook because you just go so quick and I, that's my favorite part of the yeah. song. And I remember um I remember messaging uh, messaging you about the song. I can't remember what song I said it sounded like. Um, oh, that's gonna annoy me. But um that it kind of sounded like and that um reminded me of that. But me and Nell were talking before. What is Todos? We have no idea. Okay, so the problematic genius like hit me up because he's been wanting to get me like on a on a song for so long and I've always been like nah like I don't do features sorry man like I'm making don't do myself features. <laughs> but yeah straight up and he sent me the beat for it and I was like oh my god this yeah. is so good so Todos I actually came up with the hook thank you very much Ooh. um <laughs> just so he doesn't get credit <laughs> sorry man um the hook is Todos nos volveremos locos and it means all of us will get crazy so That's honestly sick. like Right? How sick is that? Just, and, just um, a bit slower for us that time because you went, you went a bit quick on that one. Todos nos volveremos locos. Oh, I love that so much. That's so good. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, thank you. Wow. I feel like because um, we're both really visual, creative people. So in, I think the overall vibe is like people going out and like having a good time and getting crazy. But um, my verse, I have this vision in my head of like um, a really dark industrial cityscape and like a lot of my lines in my head I see like alleyways and like a lot of anonymity like faceless people walking through a city with I don't know some kind of ulterior motive or like sort of a fuck capitalism mindset um (laughs) because I wrote I wrote the verse with a specific vision in mind and it just so happened to fit with this beat and it sounds sick with the beat too so i was like man if we can just combine like visuals and lyrical ideas like this song could be really cool it's so cool it sounds like you are quite is it called synesthesia when you sort of hear you can visualize sounds it sounds like you really take into account like the story and the feeling of your music yeah actually i i don't like bringing that up straight away because i just feel like a lot of people claim to have synesthesia just like like chasing clout, you know? But I don't even know what it was. I, I had never heard oh, that really? in my life. No. I oh, obviously damn, don't have it. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, I actually do have synesthesia. Surprise. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to go look it up because that even it's, sounds hard to say. It's really cool. I like, I get the hype around it. That's real. That's so cool that you can use that in your music. It helps a lot. It helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who inspires your sound? You've got like obviously a lot of different sounds coming through, but who who do you listen to? I've actually thought about that question. I'm like, one day someone's going to ask me who inspires me. 
And I literally, the only answer that I can think of is myself. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. just I, looking I in the mirror and be like, these... oh, damn, that's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I have a lot of ideas. And again, most of my music stems from visuals. So, like, Ritual Destruction was inspired by, like, the Aragon series and Lord of the Rings. Oh. So, oh, I sort of it. think to myself, right? So, I think to myself, I'm like, okay, I want to feel like, a powerful magical being who like destroys everything and no one tries me and I have a dragon and everyone's scared of me. How can I put that into a song? And I think, okay, cinema is really epic. So let's like take a cinematic influence. So like, I feel like I actually get more of my inspiration from visual stimuli and aesthetic stimuli over sound stimuli. Like I've never listened to a song and I'm like, damn, I'm going to make something exactly like this because I don't want to just like replicate what someone else has done. I'm like, okay, I have this idea. How can I draw different references from visuals and sounds that already exist to bring my own vision to life? That's more of the approach that I take. Wow. That is, that's yeah. sick. That's really cool. Uh, just you. love the old, <laughs> Lord of the Rings reference. Oh, Oof. Yeah, Brenton's in. So oh, yeah. good. That's it. <laughs> um, this, yeah. this is my favourite song of yours. Your test is in a big law. Oh, hands on your neck, tight and slow. Oh, sweat glistens on your back as we ain't got no clothes. Oxygen levels getting low real quick. Dimming down the lights, matches my lipstick. Oxygen levels. It's a pretty intimate song. What's it like sort of yeah. having your family and friends listen to that? Well, I've tried to avoid, <laughs> I've tried to avoid having them listen to it. I, I'm not really comfortable talking about like sex or anything intimate with my family just because they all give off really conservative vibes. So oh, I'm just like, preach it. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. You can preach that one. Yeah. I'm just like, guys, like you don't have to know about, you don't have to know about that. Like it's cool. You can just listen to Cinnamon Space. You don't have to we don't have to go there but um the only people who've heard it are my mum and my aunt I'm pretty sure and my mum actually pulled a face when one of the lines played I think it was the one where it's like um counting caught counting freckles on your shoulders I make them tense up or something like that and she was like ill and I was like what's your problem man you have kids come on like Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I mean that's really cool that you can share that with her though like, it's pretty, it's a great song. Love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So that is sort of the, one of your main songs on your first ever EP. How was that? Slight correction, it's a mixtape just because uh, it's too long to be an EP, but too short to be an album. So a mixtape. <gasps> does say EP like... on Spotify though, so you're going to have to take that up with them. <laughs> <laughs> I called it an Oh, album. I don't think. I had an oh, album. I had an album in my notes and Brenton was like, snap there's like all these terminologies but a mixtape cool yeah i don't think i don't think spotify allows you to put mixtape as a description like one of my singles shows up as an ep i'm like bro it's a single it's not an ep so i don't know what what the deal with that is but i personally i just refer to it as a mixtape but um yeah oxygen levels is also one that was promoted by nomadic sounds And I was really hoping for it to pop off as well, which it has, because the beat is really good. And I just, I think it's such a good song. So I'm so glad that it's gained the attention. It's very, um, like, I definitely get Ace of Spade 
feels on that one as well. Like out of all your songs, like that kind of sounds a lot like them as well. Like obviously because of the production. Oh yeah. But like was, like the bass and everything. Yeah, like it just yep. it just sounds, you know, incorporated, which is really good. But um, I know that there's there's one of our questions that I know you're not going to like. Um, and I saw you post about it the other day. Um, mm-hmm. Australian Billie Eilish. I know you hate that. I know you don't like that. I do. <laughs> but how how do you fight that mold? Because even like kind of, you know, the kind of looks wise, you've got similar characteristics, you sound similar. So how do you like get out of that mold? Honestly, at this point, I've accepted the fact that people, while I'm gaining popularity, people are just going to default to seeing me as Billy or comparing me to her. And, you know, I've, I've been mad about it for three years, like literally since 2018, when people started comparing, I've been pissed off about it. So for me, I'm just like, there isn't really a mold. If I keep doing what I'm doing, eventually people will see me as the person I am. And I'm not going to let people seeing me as someone I'm not affect who I actually am. Honestly, voice-wise, I'm not sure where the similarities are. Maybe like with our lower register, but with the actual music that I make, I don't think it sounds like her. And I'm just like, that's okay if if you think that straight away because I understand, you know, I've got silver hair, we're the same age. We're both white bitches. Like, I get it, I get it. But eventually I know that people will see me as heiress and I'm, I'm cool with that. If that gets them through the door, it gets them through the door and then you show them the rest, hey? Exactly, exactly. Mm, absolutely. Obviously, COVID, no live music, no live performances, which is a huge part of, you know, sort of establishing musicians. Are you doing any live performances now? I, I'm not yet, but I do have a gig booked and set for, when is it? I think May, but I can't say what date it is because I don't want everyone to flip out because I haven't even like announced tickets or anything. But yeah, I've got a gig coming up and I'm so excited about it. Mm, so excited. I mean, I've been, I'm from New South Wales, so obviously I've missed out over the last year, but Queensland is heaps. Queensland's where it's at. Yeah. Queensland, mm. like going from living up in the Gold Coast to down here where like COVID hasn't really been a thing for months on end we can dance and we, we can only dance start dancing from down here from monday so like are you serious yeah so i got down here and they're like not nah, sitting down so strict about it and everything and it's just like such a culture shock going from you know it's normal up there to down here it's still so strict which is of course out there um they had all the uh outbreaks and stuff down here but it just sucks i just can't wait to get some veronica's untouched going and <laughs> smash the d floor i think <laughs> Cannot wait. Um, we will be dancing to oh, maybe Cyber Bitch, right? Or Todos. I'm definitely going to go. You know you know what I'm going to pick. You know Todos yeah. is Brenton's Todos like kind of, Yeah, he's obsessed. So good. Um, can you <laughs> I give, appreciate that. Oh, so good. Such a good track. Can you give us your, I guess, your most proud favourite moment of 2020 last year? Favourite moment of 2020? Um, God, <sighs> I feel like I've erased that from my memory. I, need to, I really need to rack my brain on that. Cyber bitch dropping was pretty insane. Like the photo shoot that I did for that was really fun. So music wise, that was definitely a highlight. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's twenty twenty. It, it's fine. At least at least you've got one. I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't even want to think about it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, yeah. springboarding off that, heading into twenty twenty one, loving it. 
What are your goals for this year? What's what's to come? Wow. My goals for this year, well, I already have my three projects planned. So, of course, I want to do my best with those three. Gigging is a huge one. I want to do more gigs. I really want to get my foot in the door this year because I graduate uni and I'm like, okay, it's it's the real world next year. So this is my last time with a safety blanket. So I think like my main goal this year is just getting my foot in the door and making some real connections. Like I'm Eris, what's up? Like deal with it, you know? So yeah, that's the goal this year. Going into uh, the real world, definitely scary. Thanks for coming on today. We wish you the best for 2021 and hopefully everyone listening can keep listening to these tracks. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.